I'm sorry. But I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of 10 Minutes with the Master Enchilada Roller. Yours truly, Russell Ibarra, coming to you. And what you were listening to is a speech from a movie called The Great Dictator. And this movie came out in 1940. It was a, uh, an American political satire comedy drama film. And this film was actually written, directed, and produced, and even scored by the British comedian Charlie Chaplin. And it was because it was in 1940, and the war didn't end till 45, and we didn't really know the extent of the concentration camps, uh, the Nazi tr- uh, concentration camps, Charlie Chaplin said in, a, in an autobiography in 1964 that had he known about them, he probably would not have made this movie. But the closing speech in this movie is very powerful when you consider that it was a comedy that you were watching. And I don't want to give too much away, but I highly recommend uh, watching it. I'm sure you can find it on Netflix or somewhere. But, uh, but when he says in the speech that the earth is rich, very rich, and that it can provide for everyone, you know, no one in this world should go without the basics, which is, you know, food, clothing, and shelter. And I always tell people, you know, my cup runneth over. And that is actually a Bible verse from Psalms 23, 5. And basically it says, you know, I have more than enough for my needs. My needs are met. Earlier today, I uh, closed on a loan at our corporate offices because um, a lot of the title companies are not having people come to their offices. So they'll go out to clients' offices and and, uh, have them sign documents there. But today I closed on on a loan for several million dollars. And the banker who funded the loan showed up at the closing and he brought me a gift. But he told me that he had heard a rumor that anytime someone gives me something, I always end up giving it away, which I do. Mostly, unless it's something really, really good, but mostly I give it away. And people bring me stuff all the time, and, and no offense to them, but um, or disrespect, but I just um, I don't need anything. I, I really just don't need anything. But so he heard a rumor that um, that I'm I'm a huge supporter of Camp Hope, which I am. I'm on the board, of course. And uh, so he brought me a check for five hundred dollars, made payable to the PTSD Foundation of America. So anything for Camp Hope is probably the best gift anyone can give me ever. I serve on their board, and our 2020 budget uh, has been hit hard. I mean, very, very hard. And yet the demand at Camp Hope is very high. I believe right now there's at least 88 residents there. As of last week when we had our board meeting, they gave us a count. So anyway, if your cup runneth over and and you want to consider helping anyone, how about helping out our veterans uh, at Camp Hope that are struggling with PTSD? It's the best thing you could do. So anyway, um, you know, I measure success in our business anyway by two indicators. The first one, besides the obvious, making payroll and paying our vendors on time, is uh, our ability to pay our property taxes on time. 
because I remember working at El Toro back in the 80s and it was tough times back then. We paying property taxes was the hardest thing in the world to where whenever they were due at the end of January, uh, January, they're due by January 31st. And it's always for the previous year. So, for example, 2020's taxes will be due January, this coming January 31st. And if you don't make it by the 31st of January, if you go one day late into February, then the interest rate kicks in. I forget the, the amounts, but they're like, they start off low, but then they end very, very big. And, and by July, they kick in a penalty and in interest. So it gets very, very expensive not to pay your property taxes on time. So again, I use our ability to pay property taxes on time as an indicator of where we're at uh, successful-wise. And then uh, the other indicator um, I use to, to, as to whether or not we're having a good year is our ability to give every team member a Christmas gift. And we've been doing this um, for at least 24 years now. Every single team member in our company will receive a Christmas gift. And you're talking, in this case, $2,500. I mean, I'm sorry, 2,500 team members. So that's quite a few team members, and it adds up. I know at between uh, Christmas gifts and bonuses, just the corporate South, excluding uh, our franchise, my franchise partners, Joel and Kevin, uh, it'll be at least a half million dollars between all of them. But anyway, uh, which brings me up, which brings me uh, to the topic I wanted to talk about regarding Christmas gifts. So I received a uh, an email from a team member inquiring about receiving his Christmas gift. Well, he called it a Christmas bonus, but uh, he was wondering if he he could still receive it, although he's already left the company and left the company very recently, and so. I had to obviously gather facts, so I asked him, "When did you when did you leave the company?" He said, uh, two weeks ago," or I think no, actually it was last week. And so I said, um, "Okay, well let me find out when the cutoff date is because we do have a cutoff date as to the team members as of whatever date they're working. Those are the ones that receive the Christmas gift." But in, in his email, he referred to it as a bonus. So I had to clarify that with him as well. And also to find out what he would have received had he been with us um, for the number of years, which was six years. He had been with us six years. And so he, he wasn't really demanding it. And um, his whole attitude in the email came across very well to where he did not have an entitlement mentality. He, I mean, if we could give it to him, fine. He was, he was very appreciative of everything we've done to him up to that point. So he wasn't expecting it, but he was asking about it. So I did look into it, and our cutoff date was December the 5th. So he obviously quit before then and technically was not entitled to the Christmas gift, not bonus, because there's a big difference. So after, after I did look into what his amount would have been and the cutoff date, I sent him an email and explained to him, you know, we have to have these policy and procedures in, in place for a reason. But, um, but I told him, you know what, I'll meet you halfway. I'm going to send you a gift certificate to Gringos for 175 bucks. He was going to get 350 had he been with us, um, uh, had he stayed, still been with us after December 5th, which would have been $350 gift card to a Visa gift card or a Walmart gift card or a gift card somewhere for $350. So uh, he was very appreciative that we were. I was going to send him a hundred and seventy-five dollar gift card to Gringos, and um, anyway, I just really enjoyed the whole exchange with him because of how he approached it, and he was very diplomatic, and that's what I like in a person. So anyway, he, um, 
I mailed that card out today, but I had already told my uh, one of my team members to let's go ahead and increase it to 250. But when they brought the card to my desk, it was 175 and everyone was busy. So I said, well, let me just go ahead and send what I promised them. And then I later I get a text message from the team member that was going to make it the 250 amount. And I told her, well, you know what? I tell you what, let's do this. Let's go ahead and um, I, the, the, the 175 is already going out in today's mail. Let's go ahead and follow up with another gift card for another $175, which would be the full 350, but in the form of a gift certificate to Gringo's, a gift card, and also include a card from all of our team members at the corporate office telling him, thank you for giving us six of your prime years. Because I, I, chair, I, I, I those are valuable. Um, and I always tell all of our staff that start off in their late teens or early 20s or mid 20s, that, you know, thank you for giving us your best years. I mean, the young people need to take advantage of their youth and and they need to use those years wisely with the company that they want to really give 100% to because um, uh, those those years won't be around forever. And, and this business, the restaurant business, is definitely for the younger generation. I know when I'm out on the floor, uh, I get tired really quickly. I mean, you know, it's just walking and, it's just a lot going on. My eyesight's not the same. My hearing's not the same. So yeah, take advantage of all your um, your, your your resources that you have now in your youth. So um, anyway, I wanted to um, also talk about we opened up Gringos Katie back on this uh, November tenth. It was a Tuesday, and so uh, it's been three weeks, and it's it's been doing great. I mean, we're I mean. It's been doing beyond our wildest imagination, I guess, in terms of, uh, you know, ha- opening during COVID, um, opening with, uh, I think our capacity is at 75% now, and also opening with uh, a very limited base in that market. So uh, sales have been very strong, and it is the latest and greatest uh, of all our stores with, you know, new technology and, and design elements that we hope improve the overall guest experience. And we will take that and take those elements and improve on those uh, for our College Station store, which uh, we hope to open by the first quarter of 2022. Well, also, I also want to uh, close this podcast out with just uh, sharing uh, a very um, special story about a special person, um, my father-in-law, Jaime Moscoso, who actually passed away the day we opened up uh, Katie. And he was 86 years old, and and Jaime, or Jimmy as we called him, came to the United States in 1964 with, at the age of, I think he was 27, uh, with, you know, you always hear they came over with X number of dollars in their pocket. Well, he actually did come over with like, I forget what it was. It it wasn't much. It may have been $14 or something. But he came over from Columbia, um, Bogota, Columbia, and moved to New York and got set up. He came to the United States first by himself to get set up because um, his oldest daughter was just born, which is now my wife today. And uh, he, you know, he um, took a huge leap of faith traveling that far to a country where he did not speak the language. Yeah, even in his later years, he never really spoke English. He um, he he understood it. he understood it very well, but he did not speak it fluently. And so. And because of that, he and I rarely had any any in-depth conversations. So he passed away, and and, uh, he did suffer from dementia, and it was horrible to see him deteriorate the way that he did. Uh, But anyway, he took that leap of faith, and because of him coming to the United States and then uh, to New York and then from New York 
moved to Texas, and actually he had moved to Dallas first with the family uh, in 74, so Monica was 10 years old, and uh, from there they moved to Houston or near Deer Park. And so I met Monica on December the 3rd, 1977. That was actually the first time I laid, laid eyes on her, and I thought at that time, and even today, I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. And so uh, I'm very grateful that he did that because obviously he set a lot of things in motion uh, from uh, our children to my grandchildren now, and just a lot of things good. I've always uh, told Monica that she's been my secret weapon, that she's helped open more doors for me than I probably realize just because of the way she looks. And um, I'm, I'm grateful, obviously, and I'm uh, eternally grateful to Jaime Moscoso for uh, making that leap of faith and traveling to the U.S. to become an American and um, seek out the American dream. So with that, I just want to close and say uh, thank you, Derek, uh, for putting this up on the interwebs, as Michael Berry would say. And also, I, I want to um, thank each of you that for listening. I know your time is very valuable, and I appreciate the ones that have come up to me uh, and personally told me how much they've enjoyed it or have texted me or emailed me that they enjoy listening to 10 Minutes with the Master Inch Slaughter Roller, Russell Ibarra. So with that, I'll close and say thank you again, and you'll have a great day. Bye-bye.